What up? It's Leeds. Back again. Like I never left. But I'm still here, stuck in the house. <coughs> welcome, welcome. It's 50 degrees and sunny in Boston. Slight uh, slight clouds, but all in all, pretty good. Uh, for uh, people start rolling in right now, today we're going to be interviewing Mega Ran, underground rapper, teacher, hero. That's what they say on the Wikipedia page. We're going to ask him about all that. Hello to everybody that's joining. See some new names. John Law, what up? Peen Post, what up? Marquise Filthy, what up? How you been, bro? How you holding up? Nice, dude. This Urban Monk. Wu-Tang all day, brother. Teb the God. Teb, I saw the post today. I'm going to make a, uh, I'm going to post it in a little bit, the pre-order. Looks great, though. The Tebs album is available only with cryptocurrency coming soon. <laughs> Can only get the new headshots and the Teb album with cryptocurrency. Oh, Teddy Rock's been in the building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Teddy, got a flashback Friday pick coming soon with you in it. Just going to give you the heads up now. <laughs> Yeah, I know, Lateb. I know. I'm just glad the album's coming out. Ash in the building. Ash, what up? Yeah, Marky's hanging in there. Um, you know, just hanging in there like everybody else is. I saw your post with the uh, the Tiger Picks the other day. That was a great show, man. Glad you were able to rock that. Shout out the Archetype. Gladiator, what up? Now, Mega Ran told me to text him five minutes before uh, I started this thing. Hopefully, he got that. <laughs> what else is going on here? You know, these damn notifications. I don't know how to shut these things off sometimes. What else we got going on here? All right. Roxman, what are you working on these days? What are you producing? Yeah, some of these names are tough to pronounce, man. I really like to pronounce these, but it's tough. Laocos, what up? <laughs> Doc Vabrani, what's up? <laughs> Jazz. Roxman's working on jazz. He's that guy. He goes from hip-hop to straight jazz. Mo Betta Roxman. Better have those hard-hitting drums you got, though, Roxman. You better not give him those. Waiting on Megaran right now. He's going to jump in. Distro Lord, what up? How we doing, brother? Well, I'm going to run out of things to say if you guys don't talk. (laughs) 
Well, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Someone ask a question. Shoot it out. Oh, nice. So Rock's been working on an album with Lando Chill. That's dope. Where's he from? Where's Lando from? Is he from out there? No doubt, Marquise. You earned it. Keep me posted on promo. The weather out here, it's uh, like the distro. The, uh, the weather out here is not bad. Some Bostonians might wear shorts. <laughs> am I allowed to, Teddy, am I allowed to? I don't know if I'm allowed to. <laughs> if, if, if. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, look yeah. at that hair. That hair is Let's crazy, go. Teddy. Right? That's nuts. Next level, baby. Dude, you're so Cali right now. <laughs> the most. Wearing tie-dye. Look at you. Long hair. Oh, my Lord, Teddy. Cat's is... got the view. He's got the view right now. Wow, man. Wow, you are totally... You look like <laughs> one of the, the, the singers in uh, Radical Something. Yeah, I don't know if you know that group, <laughs> but you look like that guy. I, I, know, I mean, yeah, they're... they're uh... Oh, wait, Radical Something? That's of course you know. How do you, I thought you meant uh, Bad Rabbits for a second. Wait, how do you know Radical no, Something? big difference. Yeah, big yeah, yeah. difference. <laughs> you know Radical Something? We did a couple of shows with them a while ago. Josh Cocktail is a good homie of mine. Which he, one uh, is that? Which one is that in the group? Uh, he's not the main guy. I know that. Um, I don't really listen to their music, but I know Josh. Well, you sure look like you do. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, Have you ever heard of the Patch House? No, I don't know he, that one. He did this thing uh, years ago. It probably ended like a few years ago where he set up these houses across the country for touring artists. And uh, it was like a place for them to crash and make music and they had a studio and whatever. And it was sponsored by Sour Patch Kids. So the only catch was like, you could stay here on tour for free. Just like shout out Sour Patch Kids on your social media or whatever. But we used to go there all the time and like do writing camps and shit. He's the man. He's a good dude. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So 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 from hip hop to jazz. Huh? I was I was joking. I was joking, but I don't think you are. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm. Are you I'm in San jazzy. Diego or L.A.? I'm in L.A. Oh, so you you made the trip two hours up north finally. Right, right. No, when I've did been, you move? When did you move from San Diego? Coming up on like five years, I think. Well, was that long? San yeah, Diego. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's Wait, been a minute. No, no, I'm not talking about Boston to San Diego. I'm talking about when did you move from San Diego to LA? No, no, no. So we got we got this. So 2014 is when we did San Diego. And then we were in San Diego for a year and a half. And then I've been ah. in LA ever since. I was misinformed. It's all good. It's all good. How are you? Are doing? you liking it out there? Uh yeah. No, I love I love LA. I mean, there's not much to like right now besides the weather. There's not, there's nothing going on, but um, I do love it when life is normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard there's a lot of people leaving LA right now. Is that true? I mean, I know Joe Rogan left, <laughs> and Post Malone. Those are the two big ones I heard. But I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of friends that are like going back home 
and uh, like living with their parents for a little bit to save some money or something, you know, like uh, there's no point to be here or like whatever that may be, just like a little retreat away uh, because it's so expensive here and there's like nothing going on. So there's really no point in being here. I mean, so everybody's handling the pandemic differently. Some people are doing in-person sessions. So like, you know, some people are are still making use of being here, but for the most part. Crazy. It's weird, man. And LA is like the epicenter of the pandemic right now. It's terrible. That's nuts. Yeah. So. <sighs> I thought, you know, it's so funny because I thought California was doing better with it than most states. What didn't it, was it always, was that just an illusion or was it just all of a sudden a switch? You know, went to there might have been a switch. I mean, at the beginning, New York was terrible. And then uh, LA or California might have been doing better at a certain point, but. Yeah, you know, now that you mention it, I feel like we were doing better at the beginning. But uh, yeah, in the last like few months or, or like maybe even since the summer or something, I forget when it was, but we've been terrible. Like we just started going south of a thousand new cases a day. And uh, but like a, like a month or two ago, we were at like 20,000 cases a day. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. And L.A. specifically is, is really, really bad. Or like L.A. County is really terrible. Um, but it's starting to get better with the vaccine rollout. So, you know, hoping for the best. How's Massachusetts doing? Well, they just, uh, you know, we're doing all right, I guess, compared to you guys. But uh, they just rolled out. Uh, they just made a statement saying that venues can all be 50% capacity. You must be psyched. No, not really, because <laughs> when I used to throw shows that were only half full, the boss would yell at me. So, I mean, the club owner would be like, this right. sucks. So right. like, I'm sure I don't know. Take it it's not really nothing. a good business plan to be operating at 50% capacity. I mean, better than nothing, but, you know, venues are such a it's, it's very finicky business plan that only operating at 50%, you're losing a lot of money. Are you saying, like, it would cost more money to, like, have everything up and running? have a bartender, like have all the people yeah, working. Yeah, you got to staff it. You gotta, yeah, yeah. Even though it's at 50% capacity, you still got to staff it. Right, right. That's a tough situation. Door person, man. bartender, security, manager, a whole bunch of other stuff too, you know? When does that uh, come into effect? I think it just kicked. No fucking way. That's crazy. People are nervous about it, though. I mean, I don't think anybody really trusts it, you know? Because unless you got the vaccine, I think it's going to be. Was that? You know, it's going to be tough. You hear me? Uh, yeah. Are you in and out? I think your reception's up. I think uh, Teddy's uh, phone is going down. Master Ace, what up? Waiting on a few. Oh, are you back? Sorry, I, I, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, Teddy's back with his hair. I'm back. I got a call. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yeah, I, I got a call, and uh, I should probably call him back, so I'll dip off in a second, but. Tim, where's your where's your dude that's supposed to be? I don't know. My my boy Mega Ran is supposed to be here. He did, you know, he did kind of allude to the fact that he needed to be reminded. So, you know, we're gonna wait a little longer. Okay. But you know, just for anybody who knows, this is what you know, Teddy used to have short hair and when he moved from when he was in Boston, and this is what happens when a Bostonian moves out to California and stays for over five years. This is what you end up turning into. So I'm a walking everybody everybody please please, you know, take notice. Just just give me all the shit you want to give me. You just say, whoa. You're like, whoa. You got to do the heavy. Oh, you're doing the swoop? (laughs) (laughs) The swoop, dude. It's gorgeous right now. Teddy, don't stop making hip-hop beats, though. I am. I am still making hip-hop beats. I love hip-hop. I was just thinking about that today. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm just doing all types of shit. 
No, uh, I know, I know, but just don't forget, don't don't forget us boom bappers out there. You know never, I mean? never, and I'm like always bringing. Like I was just telling some, I just started working with a new artist the other day, and I was like giving them some background on me, and I was like, I I do everything from like a hip hop standpoint for the most part. I mean, we if we want to do full something else, we can go there. Like I produce some rock shit, and like, but even that dude, it's like it comes with like a hip hop taste, yeah, or like a hip hop knock. Like my drums are always gonna be knocking for the most part. It's like, it's and like that last project you did with the R and B singer, is that what it was? Are you talking about the Underwater Chess Club one? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Felt a little R and B. Am I wrong? It's no, it's it's definitely in the R and B world. It's like R and B neo soul, but like still has like a hip hop knock to it. But it was like a, it's like a production LP, so there's like different artists on every track. Yeah, yeah. It, y- y- your drums were still hitting pretty hard on. I gotta say, man, they were like they were they were they were hitting me. So They're not don't lose those drums. There. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's always always about the drums. <laughs> Poor keep, the, keep the setup. I mean, it's a little messy right now, but. Typical. Typical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. A lot of wires. A lot of wires. This is uh, <laughs> I'm borrowing my homie's modular rack right now. So that's what's under under that little box. Nice. It's not usually that. It's usually another keyboard. But yeah, records records for days. Got the DJ set up. You DJing again still? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, not, not now. Live shit, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm actually going to do... I'm gonna announce it on my story later that we're gonna do a uh, I'm gonna do a set tomorrow afternoon. We'll hear tomorrow. It's like 2 p.m. here, 5 p.m. East Coast, and we're gonna raise money for people in Texas because they're all struggling right now. So yeah. donate DJ. Well, you'll be moving to Texas soon since you're in California. So right, that's that's apparently. But then you're gonna crazy. then you're gonna have a cowboy hat, maybe you know. Yo, that's like the funniest LA trend to me. <laughs> I don't see it now because nobody's out doing anything. But like the like the cowboy, like the Pharrell hat. Oh yeah. Every it's coming to LA. That's it's coming. LA. It's so funny to me. I don't know what the fuck that. <laughs> what are you doing during this time? Uh, you know, I just hang out and you know, just, you know, <laughs> a little of this, a little of that. Just kicking it, kicking I it. Stay busy, man. You know, I figure something out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always some odd job to do or. Talking to you, crazy bastards. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I I like this uh, the series you've been doing though. It seems like you've been on it. Is it every Friday? Is that what it is? I don't know. We're just seeing what's going on. I was told I needed to do these, show my face more, and uh, that's what I'm doing. And now, you know, and now we have a spe- you now you're my special surprise guest this week. So you know, the opening scene. act. I don't know if Mega Rand's showing up right now, but uh, hopefully he is soon. Word. I just like <laughs> I saw you. I like I, I came on. I was like, "Oh, what's Leeds doing?" I was like, "Usually Leeds is interviewing someone. I wonder what he's just doing on his own yeah. and waiting for somebody." And then you're like, "Well, if nobody's gonna say anything, I was like, I gotta fill up some space. I help <laughs> this guy out right now." I, I felt anxious for you. Yes, yes. Well, I appreciate it. This was this was this was enjoyable. Yeah, no doubt. I got you, stay, Teddy. Stay in touch, man. Yeah, yeah. Stay in touch with yourself. Good to see you, man. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna. I'm going to try texting it. Mega, hold on. Oh, Megaran just texted me. He's uh, driving. He'll be here in five minutes. Suppose you're still there in the building? Who's in the building still? I got five minutes to kill. I could use any uh, help I can get. Proud, what up? 1984, good year. King Julius, what up?
Jaguar Provo, what up? So for those that just uh, maybe just saw who that uh, long-haired individual I was talking to, that is Teddy Roxman, a Bostonian producer who moved to California and uh, just took it all in apparently, and he is full Cali. But if you saw that kid before he left, he would uh, he looked a lot different. But incredible producer. Done many tracks with him. He's done a lot of tracks with a lot of people you know. And uh, beast, beast. And he's, he's doing all types of music now, DJing and everything. And he just kind of picked up one day from Boston and just went out to Cali and loves it. You know, San Diego first, then Cali, then uh, L.A. So Walker84, what up? Anybody got any questions to ask to kill time? Any questions at all? Born in the building. Is that born G dot and born? Is that what that is? The born from G dot and born? It says proud nineteen eighty four, which could be your date of birth. I'm guessing. Shout out G Don Bourne, even if it's not them, if that's not who this is. Oh, Bourne Fiori. Oh, my. How could I not know? Bourne Fiori, what is up? Saul in the building. Now, Arizona, correct? It's from Somerville to Arizona? No? There's a little bit of a delay. I wish these uh, comments were in instant, then we could really go forward. Aaron King, what up? <clears throat> How's the ciphers going? You still doing them, Aaron? Facts, yeah. That's the Born Fiore. For those that don't know, Born Fiore was uh, one of my first guys on the street team. One of the best I've ever seen. Back before social media, before you could uh, post online. Aha! That's a whole different era. Imagine promoting shows without social media or anything without social media. Mega Ran is in the building. Excel is in the building. Excel, what up? All right. We're going live with Mega Ran. You. There he is. What up, man? <laughs> How you doing, I'm, uh, man? Try trying to get... Uh... Trying to get home. My apologies. Had a barber appointment that uh, kept moving back and back and back, you know. Yeah, I've been there. You know how it goes. <laughs> I do. Luckily, my barber uh, lets me set appointments. Uh, but every once in a while, there's that, that good 15, 10 minute, you know, <laughs> things a little backed yep. up. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get in there and it's like, oh, you're you're not done. Okay, word. Well, I got one more. <laughs> yep. That's how it goes. How you been, bro? Chilling, man. I'm hanging in there, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm working like crazy. So, yeah. just a question to you. Uh oh. Because I because I always get it. Yo, like with the pandemic, do you find yourself working more, like longer hours now than you did before? Well, I went okay. from being the GM of a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> that had music seven days a week. Uh, so it's a different kind of work. I mean, 
I, I mean, I, I could be a workaholic, so I mean, I could fill up my day with whatever, you know what I mean? But uh, I find myself, because I'm, I'm trying to figure out new ideas and new techniques, so I do find myself spending more time doing that and trying to figure it out, which can be frustrating. But, um, you know, GM in a nightclub is just like liver, you know, you just live there. So I had, when, when, when the pandemic hit, I did have a little decompression uh, that was much needed. But now it's yeah. kind of like, now it's like, I just kind of do whatever I can to fill the day up. Why are you staying? Are you, did you go back to teaching or? Oh no, I've been just, <laughs> nah, bro. I've man, I, I'd go to, Good time I'd to go, go to back Walmart. to teaching. <laughs> I'd go to Walmart before I go back to teaching. Oh, um, oh. No, and no disrespect to the people who work at Walmart because we need them. But, um, teaching hasn't i don't know man it needs a lot of work and this is the worst time probably i feel for a lot of my buddies who are teaching they're like yo what would you do this is crazy like they're letting us choose if we want to stay home or if we want to be inside and everybody's voting on it and the vote is split and all this stuff and i was like i would quit (laughs) like this is the time that i would leave teaching if i hadn't already like it's it's so difficult as is, but I can't imagine teaching over Zoom, like trying to get kids to, to retain information. And my hat goes off to them, man, because it's rough. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, I, I've been still making music, man. Like I, I, I my schedules, I was about to say the same, but that's a lie. I was literally on the road probably like 180 days a year. Right. So that changed drastically. But now, you know, the road is is the Internet. It's streaming for me, you know. So now I am constantly on Twitch. I'm um, interacting with my with my fans on Discord, on, you know, Instagram lives like this or Twitch or um, what else are we doing? We do live concerts once a month now, you know, and uh, just figuring it out. So now it's more of a technical thing because. As opposed to going to do a show, like, all right, I show up at the Middle East three hours before doors and we get it all cracking. Like, now I'm the sound guy. I'm the, the door guy. I'm the artist. I'm the merch guy. And, you know, the lighting guy. I'm, I'm all the guys. So that's really what it is now. It's like doing a show, but having to wear every hat. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where I am with it now. So like if the tech doesn't go right, people are in the chat being like, yo, I can't really hear. Yo, turn it up. Yo, yo, the, the lighting's bad. Yo, fix that. Yo, the, you know, like it's just like me constantly with hands on deck, like just trying to make sure that everything looks and sounds good, you know, and being engaging with people. So by the end of the day, I'm legit exhausted. Like, like I've done a show, like I've traveled and driven to a show and played it and had to drive to another one. It's the same feeling for me now. Yeah. Well, you know, for those, those tuning in, just coming in, you know, um, on my end, you know, we're, we're talking with Mega Ran right here, uh, underground rapper. I'm, I'm going to read what the, the Wikipedia says. <laughs> oh, underground God, rapper. We believe in Wikipedia. Teacher yeah. and hero. It says hero. Where's Wait, the Wiki- hero? Wikipedia Where says that. Where does the hero come from? Is that did you save the day somewhere, or what was that? Uh, man, <laughs> all teachers. First of all, all teachers are heroes. Absolutely, 
Yeah, and, so um, yeah, you're a former teacher. We've discussed yeah. this. So any anybody that can teach kids is a hero. And um, you know, I think that just that's just a reference to me and my my love for like comic book culture and uh, always wanting to have that um you know, that secret identity or trying to save the day. And you know, I, I think hip hop saves the day in a lot of ways. You know, oh, yeah. so specifically, <laughs> you know, like specifically, you know, uh the the hero portion I think comes from me being the teacher guy and you know, coming from that world and uh and just trying to make make everything a little better when I when I leave it. That's really my my goal is to try to make things a little bit better. Um, you're doing a great yeah. job, man. You're a very positive person. We've had a good relationship uh since I think around two thousand fifteen when you dropped um the random project. Um yes. And then we got in the studio. We made the East Coast, which was the first song I recorded on my um, Eastern Standard project with Archetype. And um, since then, man, I've watched you just take off. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have that, been on. You've been that was, on that was a good point. Thank you have you, a man. workforce. Yeah, I just stopped, man. You've been like I think you just stopped. I, for me. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a year for me when I really took everything super serious and like shot into a new gear you know as far as like getting a getting a handle on what i wanted to be you know creatively artistically you know being a kid who loves hip-hop but also loves video games comic books nerd culture and i think i really found a sweet spot in 2015 with the random album you know and uh kind of that was like when i i feel like that's the new beginning of my career like that moment was when i figured it all out so is that when like, you went okay. uh, full time as an artist around that time, or you, or did you just quit teaching, or you've been? Yeah, that, um, I just no, you know what? I quit teaching in 2011. Oh, at okay. The, at that time, I was making kind of primarily video game remixes and like kind of feeding like a YouTube audience and just figuring out different things. And then once the random album came out, I think that was the time where I was like, all right, I'm giving a little bit too much of myself of only one side of me, you know, like with the gaming stuff. So that's why even the cover of the random album is like my face, but half eight bit, half, you know, regular, you know, to show like, yo, this is like me showing you my full self, you know, where we we're meeting in the middle. And, um, and so, yeah, that, that was, I think when, um, I discovered that I could actually make music that I liked and that other people liked, it didn't have to necessarily like sample a video game or, you know, reference a comic book, but could be like myself creating this. And um, so, yeah, that was uh, that year. I think things started really like moving for me in the right direction. So you caught me at a good time. Yeah. I mean, I heard the random album. <laughs> I was like, oh, this, dude's got, this guy's great. Thank great. You, you know, um, Thank you, man. so, you know, <clears throat> Do you categorize your, I mean, we talk about the random album being kind of a more diverse project than your prior projects. You, know, you classify yourself as this, this gaming culture is classified as nerdcore. Am I correct? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's again, even through that, it's kind of a subgenre of nerdcore, which is a subgenre of hip hop. Right. So, so this is rap music that's based in like nerd culture. So I've, going on to call what i do something called chip hop which uh even that doesn't fully encompass what i do like but when what I is that chip, chip chip hop what is chip that? hop is a combination of chip tune 
music, and hip-hop. So for me, I heard the term a long time ago, and now I kind of run with it, but um, it's a term that comes from taking the tunes from from the Nintendo, like the actual sounds and chips from the Nintendo, and making beats out of them. So Just Nintendo. Just Nintendo. Mm, could be, could be Nintendo. Could be Sega. But okay. anything that involves <laughs> a, a, a chip, you know, uh, anything that involves like computer sounds, and taking those and flipping them into into rap beats, you right. know. So under that sequence of meaning, like even what Timbaland has done, some stuff that could be called chip hop, you know, by sampling, you know, little bleeps and bloops here and there. Um, so yeah, I just decided. Like I'm gonna have fun with that, and I and I came up with this word that was outside of the realm of nerdcore because for me, I just wanted to have my own thing, you know. But I'm very comfortable and, and okay with someone calling what I do nerdcore because this is definitely a um, a group of people that I have a lot in common with, and that we, you know, we 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 have our kindred spirits, and right. uh, so yeah, that's where nerdcore and me have kind of met. Like, I didn't know I was making nerdcore. Somebody was like, hey, you make this? Oh, it sounds like nerdcore. So then we kind of right. in the middle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the Middle East had a long history before we did a show of, of doing nerdcore shows with, like, MC Chris and um, mm-hmm. who's the other one? Um, the other big name. Give me the other name. I forget. Uh, MC Lars, MC Frontalot. Frontalot. Frontalot, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they played the Middle East. I've, I've been to a few shows there. The, um, the Proto Men. Yeah, Proto Men. shows there very nerd nerd adjacent music uh but that's more like on the rock side of things yeah but um but yeah i've seen i've seen a few of those those cats out yeah the former uh uh, one one of the gms at the middle east um he was big into that so like he oh yeah he booked a ton of that clay clay is my guy yeah for me so much so he kind of was the one that kind of you know put you know really put that out there in boston first you know yeah yeah uh, he really sure. um you know his community I mean, with really... like and it, and it just made sense because with packs happening out there yep. in boston every year it was like yo there's ten thousand nerds coming to town who <laughs> want something to do like you know so yeah. let's give them a concert you know like yeah uh, i i it makes a lot of sense yeah because i mean um and we talk about video games. In, you're originally from Philadelphia, right? Yes, yes. Um, and you born and raised in Philadelphia. Okay, and then you moved to. You're in Arizona now, right? Yes. When did you make the move? Uh, that was mm, 2006, seven. Um, and I moved for a teaching job. I was like, oh, okay. yo, I'm just, you know, I was still teaching, and uh, it was too cold in Philly, man. Like that's really what it was. Like <laughs> it was too cold. I was yeah. like, man, this is for the birds. I'm but it's f- really I'm- hot in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they say, they have a saying out here, you ain't got to shovel sunshine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they, al- they also have a saying, if you don't have a- air conditioner, you might die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't think it's legal to not have it. Yeah. Yeah. Or Seriously. Because it's nuts out here. So this time of year, it's perfect. You know what I mean? We get 75, 77, you know, and it's great. But June, July, that's why I get on the road. <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's why I enjoy teaching anyway, because, you know, you had summers off. And right. summers off, I was able to get out, you know, and travel. 
So I didn't have to be here for the really, really <laughs> like hot. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I was, you know, I, I think I was listening to, you know, listening to so much of your music. It's, it's almost hard to keep up with everything. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, you talk about video games being almost like a therapeutic uh, thing as a kid. Well, like, you know, growing up, you know, in Philly, which I can't imagine was, I mean, there's probably a lot of stuff going on in Philly. And, you know, and <clears throat> you kind of play video games. And today, you know, and I grew up playing a lot of video games as a kid. And today now they kind of look at people quick to blame video games. People saying it's too much or it's too uh, it's too detrimental to kids health, um, you know, or people are playing them too much. I mean, what's your thoughts on all that theory? You know, because, you know. Well, I don't, I don't prescribe to that. I mean, I, I understand. I realized people were like, oh, back in our days, we used to go outside. We would run around. We would play football. We would play basketball, play tag, and, you know, get outside to socialize. But now we're socializing through, through headsets and playing video games together. Right. So people might look at it like the kids aren't learning how to be kids, you know? And I, I disagree, though, man. I think that gaming has helped so many kids like myself or maybe kids who weren't super social, you know, or the coolest kids around, right. uh, help them to gain their voice, you know what I mean? Through gaming, through communicating with other people in a way that wasn't so like, you know, uh, frontal. So, um, and also, man, all the, the, the studies that say like hand-eye coordination, intelligence, vocabulary, so many things get, amplified from video games you know i watch jeopardy and half the questions i answer are because i knew them from a video game you know right. I'm like, i saw that somewhere you know so it's um you know but that's society having wanting to have something to blame for what right that happened except the real you know the real causes and i think that's what it comes down to a lot of people are like oh man let's blame it on the games because the kids are into the games and it's like well my mom, when I was growing up, was like, you can't play this game until you do your chores. Right. You got your housework. You got to do your homework. You got to do all these other things. And then you get two, three hours to play a game. So, again, it starts at the home. And this is, was a lot of the issue I had as a, as a teacher was like, yo, no one wants to put the, put the responsibility where it should be, which is in the home. Like, I'm not home with your kid. Like, I'm not teaching them values. I'm just teaching them math for, for, you know, a few hours a day, you know. But then if they're not acting correct or they're, you know, they're acting out, it's the teacher's fault, you know. And so just like now, it's the game's fault. So they'll they'll find something else to blame, you know. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. We're, we're, we're close in age. <clears throat> and uh, so for you, was it Nintendo first, Atari first? What was it first? It was Atari for a quick yeah. second. My yeah, guy, Atari, when it, uh, maybe not when it first dropped, but toward the end of that generation, and then Nintendo. Yeah, yeah Atari started it for me. Yeah, like, yeah that was way what, back. What was, what was some of your favorite games on Nintendo? Man, Super Mario, for sure. Duck Hunt. First one? Yeah, first one. All of yeah. them are great, though. Three, um, is, three is the go, three though. Is, you got to say three is the go. I'll, yeah, because if people always ask me my favorite game, Mario 3 is the goat. Like, it is. If I see that game today, I have to play. It. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. That was a good. That was that was that was uh, that was next level when that came out. 
man, yes, it was. So um, Castlevania was fun. Um, you know, Zelda. Right. Dope. Um, yeah, like, and Mega Man, of course. Mega Man is what got me into game music. Because well, and your name is... <laughs> obviously. <laughs> you originally were, your name was Random first? Is that what it was? And then you flipped correct. it? The name was Random. Yeah. And um, honestly, it was just a hard name to really lock down on the internet. Yeah, you know? Google that, see what happens. Yeah, Google Random. <laughs> Imagine yeah. Get the Instagram handle as just random or the whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it I didn't think about the Google ability of what I was trying to do. You right. know? It'd be like random two one five or something right. where and so it was just hard to lock it down. So um as I made when I made the album called Mega Ran, people kind of started calling me Mega Ran, you know, and I was like, Well, all right. I heard somebody say something like the best like names are our titles that are given to you, you know what I'm saying? And that's the truth. Like, I'm sure most people, their rap name is the name that they were called in the streets, you know? And that's just how it was for me. So people were just like, Mayor Ran, Mayor Ran. I was like, all right, well, I guess that, that's who I am, you know? And uh, so that's what it was. So it became a thing where I was random, AKA Mega Ran. And then, you yeah. know, like, oh, I can't be an AKA. Like, I <laughs> although, you know, Doom did it, he changed the name several times, you know, and and it worked with Doom because I feel like he was trying to be elusive and you know, like yeah. it works with the with the persona. Me, I'm like, I want people to find me, you know. So yeah. you know, but now I look back like, man, I should have just been comfortable enough to use my own name. I think my own name is though Raheem. Like Raheem Jamil is my you know, my first and middle name. And I'm like, I would have thought about that probably if I really had another moment to do this, but Mega I don't Ran know, man. I think, you, I think you nailed it with Mega Ran being the type, making the music you kind of may, you make. I mean, if you but use it, your legal name, we, we, we you know, we, we might want to expect a little more conscious rap from you. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like I look at like ludicrous and it's like, okay, when you name yourself ludicrous, people are expecting silly songs. So right. now I want to talk about something serious. Are they going to listen to you? You know? Right. So that, I, I didn't want the name to like confine me in a box, you know, so that I thought too much about, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, the name should kind of tell you what you're going to get, but it might not, you know? So yeah. So that's why you got to listen to every release. Cause you never really know what I'm going to, what I'm going to come with. <laughs> now you're talking about release and you, uh, you, uh, this, I see you got a book out now. Is that, that what I saw? Dream dreamcast. Am I right? Dream master. Dream master. I'm sorry. It is, uh, yeah, it just came What's out that about? here. It is um, like a memoir. It's a story about me going up, coming up in Philly, you know, all the things that I've seen and gone through that have inspired me to be random and then Mega Ran. And then it ends at a very special moment uh, a few years ago where I got a Guinness World Record. Um, so I thought, like, okay, I need to have an ending point. And that for ending, what? And the Guinness World Record was for creating Mega Man songs. So. Ah. Guy was like, yo, he called me, he hit me up in the email. I was like, yo, I think, I think you might have a record, but like, yo, how many songs do you have about like Mega Man? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. So I looked back and count, and it's like 130. And he's like, oh, yeah, definitely a record. So that's, that's interesting. So would, would you like to like come and get a, get an award, like plaque from us? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
this, they're in London and they were like, they said the same thing that everybody says, like, oh man, if you, if you're ever in town, you know, come through. And I'm like, when am I going to be in London? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to fix y'all. Like for an award, I'm going to be in town next month. What's up? <laughs> and so booked the whole tour and was like, yo, I'm going to the UK. Me and uh, my homie Samus, we went together and, um, and had a really dope time. And I was like, yo, I got a day off in London. Like, what's up? And they're like, oh, perfect. Like, you can come get the plaque. We can do a live stream from the office, talk about the record, you know? And uh, so, yeah, that that was like an amazing moment. So, you know, I thought that's a good time to end the book on that great accomplishment, you know? But yeah, I mean, like, me most songs about Mega, Ran Mega Man, I would not uh, expect like it to be a category. A specific game, you know? Uh, Okay. All right. Makes sense. About a game. So yeah, um, I is and it's one of those number like a numeric goal. So like somebody could just do it, do it more than like me. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody could just be like, all right, I'm going to write 131 songs about Mega Man, you know, and then beat it. <laughs> yeah, no, but good luck. I've <laughs> seen the freestyle thing. Uh, I've seen many different people win the freestyle. Uh, Oh yeah, longest freestyle. I think Mers did it one year. I mm -hmm. forget. Uh, my dude M80 did it one year. There's been a few other people I've yeah. seen do it. I, I man, know. it's grueling, man. That's <laughs> it. Because when I remember first time I heard about it was Supernatural was going for their record during yeah. the end of Rock the Bells, and then Mers beat that, and then I saw uh, M80 Watsky. I think currently just beat it or something. Watsky? Yeah. Oh wow. But, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. He raised a bunch of money for charity and went for the record. Um, but yeah, once you got a number, that's that's the target. So everybody can just head for that number. I know? think it's like it's over twenty. It's like twenty to thirty hours at least. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like how? Because how's your throat after that? I mean, you must be done. You're done. You're done. Like I love freestyling, but I ain't, no, I can't do that. And like you can only take breaks to go to the bathroom and like to drink water for like 10 seconds or something like that. Like any more than 10 seconds and it's over. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, it's rough. But, we try uh, to, uh, I, uh, someone just wrote here and, I, and I'm curious too, you know, who is your favorite MC of all time? Ooh, that's <laughs> it's like asking your favorite food. How you going? Favorite of, of all time. If it's not one, throw a couple out there. <sighs> okay. Um, you know what? I'm a, I'm going to nail this down. I'm going I'm to do it. I'm going to nail it down. I'm curious to myself. My of all time, who like will always inspire me, is Rakim. Um, you know, if I had to do a top five, it, it rotates. But, you know, Rakim, Redman, Black Thought, uh, Ice Cube, and maybe... Andre 3000, maybe? I don't know. That's kind of a cliche list or a cliche pick, but um, those Good are Good list. Good list. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's so many, like, uh, like alternates I would bring in. Guru of Gangstar, rest in peace. Um, you know, there's just so many that I would just, that I pull different things from. Then I'm right. like, I learned how to do this from Chub Rock. I learned this from you know, the uh, BD Siegel. I learned this from Jay Z. I learned this from Nas. You know, so it's uh, it interchanges. You know, but like 
some guys, the guys that make me want to pick up a pen, Black Thought, like hands down. Like, is that just a Philly thing or what? It's Philly, <laughs> sure. But you know what? You know what's really Philly bias that I didn't mention? The true goat of all time, rappers, who's too big, who's too big for a time. <laughs> and this is this might start some uh, start some stuff. Will Smith is is the goat rapper. Wow. Beyond, he's beyond the list because he's literally, he's taken hip hop further than anybody ever. And so for that, I think that he's, his, his impact is, is so global and transcending uh, generations. You could play the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air song anywhere in the world to anybody, eight months to 80 years old, and they're going to sing along. So- right. That's to, he's the reason that no matter where I am in the world, if I say I'm from Philadelphia, they say, oh, West Philadelphia, born and raised. Like, anywhere in the world, people will, will pull that. So to me, and that's controversial, but I think Will Smith is beyond a top five list. Like, I don't, he's, he's too big to go on a list. I mean, you can't deny what, what he's done, uh, his career. I mean, it's... The music. I mean, I, I grew up on, you know, Parents on the, on the Stand and all those joints, uh, you know, uh, in the show, obviously. And then his transformation as a great leading actor as well. I mean, it was uh, I just think he probably doesn't get enough credit because he wasn't like in the 90s when it all went super lyrical that he wasn't he did. That wasn't his thing. And he was clean and yeah, gangster rap was taken over and no one really kind of, you know, was really into that anymore. I kind of grew out of it, you know, and yeah. then he was looked at as like commercial, which was when underground started, you know, checking everybody's credibility. And, you know, exactly. it was, and it was like, come on, man. Like, it was like too clean, you know, it held him up to a standard that like, you know, wasn't really fair. Cause that was, wasn't the way hip hop was going, you right. know, now I think, you know, everybody's trying to be Will Smith, you know, like, <laughs> who's not they want that Will Smith money is what they right. want. Who's not making movies. Who's not making songs for the club. Who's not doing all these things that we, you know, kind of clowned him for, you yeah. know? So, yeah, you know, he's ahead of his time. I feel that way about myself sometimes in, in like nerdcore. I'm like, you know what? A lot <laughs> of people will be like, Oh, he's, he's cool. He's dope. But like, nah, I'm not into the video game stuff or, Nah, he's operating in like nerdcore in this space that's like the easy route. You know what I mean? Like I think a lot of people think that. You know, the whatever. easy route of nerdcore is that yeah. what? Like yo, because it's the easy route of nerdcore what because is, it's a novel. You know, people can look at it like, oh, it's a um, it's a novelty to rap about a video game. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, if I wanted, if I wanted to do that, I could do that. You know, but. You know, like, like it's a gimmick. Like people probably think that, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're just, you know, like a gimmicky thing. I think some people look at it like I'm operating in a different world, you know, which is why to me, it's so important to be like, yo, I came up in Philly. I came up and battling and open mics and rapping in concerts. So literally my tours, you know, like if we're playing the same venues that, that these guys are playing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I might go and do a convention on the weekend, but like, yo, Tuesday night, you know, we're in the Middle East, you know, and mm -hmm. getting down, you know? So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, it's like, it, it's weird. A lot of folks look at it like it's, it's like I'm in a different world and somehow that makes it an advantage. 
But um, I think it's just as much of an uphill battle. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're fighting for credibility for like a whole genre, you know, of, of folks who are like, I think there's some really dope cats in Nerdcore who deserve to be heard. First time I saw MC Front a lot, it was in a Double XL article. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people oh. talking about it in Double XL. So like that was that that kind of made me be like, oh wait a minute, you know. So a lot of these guys are students of hip hop culture who've come up listening to records, you know, and and uh, observing the culture just from a distance, you know. Maybe they didn't grow up in it, but they came up observing and absorbing it, you know, and need to be, I think, acknowledged as such, you know. Right. They're not trying I mean, to be ah, that's what I really dig about it, you know. Yeah. I mean, you got skills, man. Like, you know, an MC moves the crowd. What he chooses to rap about is what he chooses to rap about. Or they or she chooses to rap about. But you know, you can move a crowd, you know what I mean? And uh that's really what it's about. And that's why I love the record we did together, because it was you were able to do that, you know. And um and you've done that on other records too. And sure. I, I always come across artists are always worried about being put in a box, right? Like I don't want to be labeled one thing. That is right. Yeah, that's the uh, the number one thing. None of us want to be put in a box, categorized as one thing or one way. You know, like we hate it. But fans need that though. Sometimes fans need a way to find the exact thing, especially with rap. I think it's time now, and I don't know what you think of this. Rap is what 40, 40 plus years old. I think yeah, it, 40, yeah, so what, 79? Yeah. Like 70? So, yeah, we're 40, 42 years old at this point. Like, it might be time to kind of section off rap, much like rock and jazz are. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, give me contemporary rap. Give me, you know, pop rap or whatever you want to call it. You know, I, I do think it might be time for us to acknowledge that rap is, is, a, is a multi, you know, faceted, weed that's grown into this giant tree with dope branches on it so you know when people say stuff like oh that mumble rap is not not hip-hop i'm like whoa man like we sound like our parents when we say, <laughs> i can't understand what they're saying that's so, so poopity, <laughs> you know like yo you're that's admitting you're washed basically and it's like so what i, I mean we might be washed but like i i don't think we can start we can like not acknowledge like what these kids are doing just because it doesn't sound like what we grew up listening to. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think music is personal in a way it is personal. So it, it, different music affects people differently. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's hard to say that something is bad if someone else thinks it's great. You know what I mean? Like what that person has terrible taste. No, they're entitled to listen to what they want to listen to. I might not like it. There's a lot of music I don't like that people listen to. And I still booked a show. <laughs> yeah. It's like if I had booked by if I had booked shows just on what I liked, would have been out of business ten years ago. <laughs> That's right. The fact. It's the reality of it, man. Like you know what I mean. Like it's not all about what I think and what everybody thinks. I mean, I think more. You know, if you give it the respect, then you'll get the respect back. I, I think. I think people made it a divide with trap music. That was when I first really noticed it. Like, you know, people mm -hmm. are like, trap is not hip hop. Well, it's punk rock. Well, yes, but they're rapping. You know what I mean? And they're rapping over beats. Rapping. And everyone else is calling it hip hop. It's just section of hip hop, yes, but it is still a part of hip hop. 
um, whether you choose to like it or not, you know, and it's just the reality we're in. But if we go around hating on it, that's not going to bring any love towards whatever we're doing. Not at all. And I've made those mistakes many oh, times, you know, but me too. I'm just as guilty, man. Like coming yeah. up, that's not rap. Like when yeah. it starts popping up, we were like, mm, that's not hip hop, you know, right. being very, you know, snobbish about it. But well, I think the big, the big problem yeah. was, was the rhyme skills yes. were like brought down. So people that like really cared about the art, art form, about rapping skills like i got skills rapping i'm working on my lyrics put all that time into that and all the fans that love that felt almost disrespected by half-ass rapping you know like you're not even trying you're mailing this i think that was really kind of the kicker um and then people just don't love those beats you know if you're a boom bap fan you're probably not gonna love a trap beat you know and that's just kind of the reality of it yeah that's true but now it's about like i've heard the young kids say like it's not about that anymore. Like now it's it's about how you say it. It's not right. necessarily about saying the putting the most words into a line or a bar or having a bar that makes me go, Oh my god, you know. It's more getting me into a mood in a moment. So mm-hmm. it's the it's the vibe, you know. Right. So, yeah, I heard that too. This music is vibe based. So it's like, you know, so in that sense, it is kind of punk rock. It is kind of gospel. It is kind of like so many other things now because it's about a feeling that it puts you in, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's very valuable, you know, like we've always had the biggest conversation, I think for me, the the time that I was growing up in hip hop was like the way I felt about Tupac as a rapper, you know what I'm saying? And now, like then versus now, where first I was like, man, all he does is say Hennessy and enemies. (laughs) It didn't take a lot of talent to come up with that. But Tupac makes you feel things in his music that very few people could do. You know what I'm saying? Same with like Kanye. He's probably the only other person I could put on that level where you hear real passion in his, in his vocal delivery. So he's able to make you feel what he's feeling. And that's a talent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's probably just as important as a guy who can string together 72 words from the rhyming dictionary. You know what I'm saying? So I had to grow up in that thinking to be like, yo, it this is a skill, you know what I mean? So when I say skills, I should also count your ability to make me feel something with your vocal delivery, right. you know, how well you come up with choruses or how, how melodic it can be sometimes. That's a skill, you know? So, so, you know, that was me growing up having a moment where I was like, man, like Pac is one of my favorites now because I love that he can bring emotion in his bars, you know? So, so yeah, that was, that was like my big moment for me, like growing up where I really, yeah, I, I was kind of in the same boat with you with Pac, you know, cause I was so East coast biased, you know? <laughs> so it was like Biggie, and, you know, Wu-Tang and this dude saying all this stuff. But I was, I came up listening to Pac before the beef, you know, uh, with the first two albums, I was big into those albums. Oh yeah. Um, you know, around juice era and all that. I loved that. It was um, like- Back. like it was very east coast inspired but then i got away from it and then when he came back with you know all eyes on me I, I liked all eyes on me but i didn't love it you know like the other stuff i was listening to and then you know obviously you know machiavelli but now i think the same way i think he's he, i think he's probably the one of the greatest <laughs> you know? yeah. like if you look at him and, and you and you see what he was really stood for i mean he was you know he was screwed up like a lot of us but like you know he he really you can't really 
deny his his greatness no. even if you don't like his music even you know exactly exactly yeah it's just it's the greatest good. <laughs> to deny somebody's greatness looking back he'd be like man we actually lived during this like it's pretty crazy to think about it and be like that's dope yeah so yeah man like uh I was always like, you know, when people were like Biggie or Pac, I was like, oh, Biggie all day, Biggie all yeah. day. You know? and, <laughs> and I was both of their greatness, like that both of them did something that almost nobody can duplicate, you know? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, a quick question for you. When you went to the hair, when you get the haircut today, we, did we wash out the blue in the hair? I saw a pink with blue in your hair. Is that a thing yeah. now? Are you really getting into the character? I have the last little bit left, and it's not even blue anymore. It's, like, kind of blonde. Yeah, <laughs> these last little peak bits remaining. But, yeah, the blue is gone. Was that just a one, one and done? It was a one and done. I was I was having some fun. It was actually like a, a Twitch goal where we're like, okay, if we got a certain amount of subscribers, then I would go and get my hair dyed blue. And then I did a video of me actually getting it done. And um and that was fun. But yeah, I'm gonna take a break from that for a little bit. It actually kind of messed up the texture of my hair a little, you know, because it you have to bleach it, you gotta do all these things. And uh yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that to my hair again. <laughs> right. Um not for a while anyway. And, but I like experimenting with hair. Like I like doing stuff, especially now we're like, we ain't going nowhere. It's like, I, I might as well have fun with my hair while I got it, you know? So, you know, I might do some twists. I might do a color, I might do, you know, something like that. So, but it was just almost started kind of falling out when I did the blue. So I was like, Oh boy. I'm like, mm, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> now you talk about being on Twitch. Yeah. Are you performing on Twitch? Because I've only heard Twitch being really used for DJs. Are you doing live? Is that what you're doing in live streaming? I've 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 been practicing DJing since I've. Oh, been so you're DJing on there. So I'll do DJ sets once a week. On top of that, I'm playing video games. Mostly Twitch was mostly for gamers in the beginning. It was people who were like just playing games and being good at Fortnite or Madden or whatever. And um, but I've then taken that to be like now i'm a, what they call a variety streamer so on monday i play mega man so it's mega man monday tuesday First one? 2k tuesday and i'll play nba 2k and then wednesday i'll do a concert thursday throwback thursday so i'll play a really old game friday is fighting game friday so today we're going to play street fighter you know what i mean classic so play with fans classic. so so yeah we'll do i'll do a different thing every day just to kind of keep myself interested in going going with it so uh but yeah i'll dj tuesdays or wednesdays just uh like with a theme so i'll be like all right i'll do video game hip-hop tracks like uh super brooklyn by the cook uh, uh he was at uh coco brothers yeah you know, uh i'll play a, every track that's ever sampled a video game and so you know that you know I, that information i've done a lot of research now i so bet I'll, and i'll find them there's one i just found uh, Big Shug and Static Selecta did a punch out track. And like, I, I didn't know, but this was like years ago. And I was like, all right, let me play this, you know? So every week, a new one kind of gets in, added into the mix. Um, so yeah, I'll do a theme set. All right, wrestling, wrestling uh, themes. Okay, Stone Cold's theme and Rock's theme or whatever. And then old school hip hop themes or, you know, 
playing the homies, you know? So yeah, yeah, I've been learning, getting some DJing on that's, but to me, to keep it fun, I do variety streams. A lot of friends I know just be like, yo, I'm good at this one game. I'm good at Mario three. So I'm going to show you how fast I can run through Mario three every day and try to beat my time. You know, for me, I'm like, oh, that's not really my idea of a good time. <laughs> um, but I'll watch people do it. And it's amazing. Like it's people who can beat Mario in like 10 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Like that entire game because they just know so many secrets. So it's, it's dope to watch. So the Twitch community has been fun, you know, but it's a grind like everything else. You can't just start there tomorrow and be like, oh man, well, I got a few Facebook fans. Maybe they'll come over there, but maybe they won't, you know, Facebook friends don't want to leave Facebook, you know, or Twitter don't want to leave Twitter. So, it's it's building from the ground up and and um it's been it's been a grind yeah i just saw archetype dropped a comment what up archetype Arch, up arc the legend what's good oh yeah no uh, video games you know you 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 have this wide range of video games from starting out on atari to now what is the bit you know how it's come so far, right? I mean, you still playing all the current games too, or are you more nostalgic? I mean, what's, I mean, the new games have gotten so crazy now. Like they're nuts now, man. I got a PC, which is a pretty good one that, that allowed me to play some new games, but the into the old stuff. But nowadays retro is so kind of in again that like everybody just recreates the old games or they recreate, Ah. you know? So like a wrestling game just came out, yesterday that's like literally just like the old arcade games i used to play or final fantasy 7 there's a remake version out that's a new version of the old game so because what's old is new again like there's always something that i'm going to be interested in there's this old game ghouls and ghosts ghosts and goblins oh yeah not a new version that's like the old game but like new graphics so i'm like oh, I'll play that you know so because there's always some sort of throwback happening um there's always something i can play to get into so yeah. you do you play the whole like shooter games call of duty and all that stuff yeah once in a while i'm pretty decent yeah. duty like i'll play it i'm not like an expert so like yeah. the kids will kill it and then man i try to play i try to play games like that like Fortnite, since the kids are into it yeah we'll just be on there just cussing you out if you try <laughs> i was like bum ass off the game like you know like they'll just like really like talk you out of wanting to play <laughs> like these kids are, are rough man so i can't hang but i'll play a little call of duty <laughs> yeah 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 what do they call it first first shooter is that what it's called yeah hey you ever heard of a game called romance of the three kingdoms i've heard of it i never played it though that was yeah one- i used that was my big game it was a role-playing game it was in china and basically they divided china up into all these different you know like states like the united states Mm-hmm. And you, you you create all these characters and you try to take over the whole country and you go to war an army game. I love that game. That's uh, it was a role playing game, but it was, like it was strategy kind of role playing type type of thing. So oh. addicting, man! I would pull all nighters <laughs> on that thing, man. Like because you, you know, on- progress is addicting. So you get a little farther, you get a little farther, and all of a sudden it's six a.m. <laughs> yep. Was that on Nintendo or? It was originally on Nintendo, and then it, I think it made it all the way up to Xbox. I don't know if they're still doing it, but it was it was huge in China. But it got over here, and I got a hold of it somehow. And that's dope. Okay, I got to check it out. I'm into these strategy type games. This one, um, Final Fantasy Tactics, is a classic one. 
that I've been waiting for them to remake. <clears throat> they haven't yet. But yeah, you like get your people in position and you. you yeah. Final I, Fantasy, I remember that. <clears throat> I, I got hooked on that, man. Final Fantasy 1 through 3 or those, that was, that was, was like. Dude, I used to rent those, you know, from Blockbuster or wherever. Yeah. Never wanted to take them back. So I just paid them. <laughs> <laughs> or like one time, because they had a battery in the game that would save your game. I would mark like a little marking on the back of the cartridge. What I'm, what I'm yeah. So then when I t- went to rent it again, I was like, is that the one I had? Yeah. Okay. It's got the mark on it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Writing just- video games at the video store was like, you know, you'd be like, you know, if the, the game was out, you'd be sitting there looking at every customer coming in. <laughs> Does he got yeah. the game? Do they have the game? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> and Blockbuster, yeah, they had the box and then behind it was the yeah. game. So like if the game if the box wasn't there you couldn't get it and I'm like ah oh, man I yeah, hope the, oh the mom and pop I grew up around like the mom and pop shops where it was like it was just cards and you just would hur- like stare down everybody that came in the door to drop the game <laughs> off oh man I was a little obsessive back then yeah, uh, actually I haven't changed um but, you know Ray it's been great catch up I gotta run but um. Right. I gotta go work. I'm, I do. Uh, I got DoorDash. That's just my, hey. my part time. You know, in times of need, you gotta work. Uh, to you, find brother. Many different hustles. You know. Boot um, to you because this is needed more than ever right now. People yeah. need feed food and like. I, 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 a question though: Do you think people like? Do people tip like they should? On, on it depends, stuff? man. You know, it's hard to really come down on people during these times too. Yeah, because it's like. You don't know what they're going through, you know. Maybe they, they, maybe they can barely afford food. I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, it depends where I'm going. Like if I'm going into a rich neighborhood and they don't tip, like you know, that's that's <laughs> that that's what makes me a little suspect. For real, but, you know. If I if I'm in other parts, then I'm just like whatever, you, man. Yeah, that's what's up, man. I salute you because it's it's needed, man. Like we need we need people out there doing this. This these are these are the new essential workers. You know, and yeah. Really feel that way, like. Anybody that's out there when in these streets when we don't want to be, like, there's the, the – you guys are the new essential workers. I hope – did you get a vaccine? Did you, did you, They're going to get – I'm like, I'm coming up soon. I'm not be eligible for soon. My wife's a nurse, so she's, she's got the vaccine already. You know, right. I just feel like spouses should automatically get it in that situation, but we didn't, uh, you know. Good, man. My mom got it. I just – I had a long, hard time trying to get her in, but I just got her for her first one. So her next one is next month. Yeah, but, my mom's up in New Hampshire, and they're delaying forever. You know. Yeah, at this weird spot because she's like seventy-two. So they were like, "Oh, seventy-five and up first, and then these people." But you know, it's like, come on, man. So uh, yeah, she got her first, but um, I'm waiting to get mine. Uh, I don't know where I am on the list. Who who freaking knows? <laughs> well, you know, I'd be at the bottom. You know, yeah. if I didn't deliver food because my last name starts with a W. Oh, <laughs> always at the end all through school <laughs> at the end always at the end You're the, back the tallest line. guy oh and the tall guy too is always at the end <laughs> yeah. like the tall guy with a w at back. the throw him in the back yeah, you go away <laughs> I was, same thing with the vaccine um, throw, throw it away i was in line with my mom and i just thought they were going to be nice and push me through and they're like oh no we got an appointment for her but not for you see you <laughs> it's like oh man yeah <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I appreciate the chat, man. It's yeah, like, man, great catching up. You know, back when shows, you know, I don't know what venues are going to still be left out here, but I'm sure, like, you know, I'll come check you if I don't book it. I'll probably come check hey, you anyway. Live music uh, has has got to continue because we need it more than ever. 
So salute to you, brother. And salute to you. No, I got a question for you before we leave. Sure. Yo, who's like the biggest legend you booked like before they got like super huge, where like they weren't even bringing in that many people? Uh, well, that's a tough one to say. I would say booking up and comers before they got massive because they always were something if they played the club. Oh, actually, you know what? I take that back. Um, okay, so I'll give you a few good ones. All right. Uh, Anderson Pack hmm. was an opening act for Wax. Hmm. He was a drummer. I remember those. Was just drumming for the first act. We didn't even know who he was. I missed the set. I'm so mad because <laughs> that would have been a great story to see the set. <laughs> it was the first act. Oh. Out of like four. I missed it. Uh, Crazy. He was a promoter. You don't watch every act. Right, right. You know, he I, was called Breezy Lovejoy back then. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, and he was. I like, think he yeah. might have been playing under Anderson Pack. I think I don't know. Maybe he was. I, I think he was. With so yeah, he was a drumming. For, you know, I don't think he was even singing. He was just there on drums. Um, okay, that's else? probably the biggest one that really no one knew who was. Yeah. I've done Kendrick Lamar, um, two hundred people in the Middle East downstairs. Wow. Um, Dang. And then I booked some other big ones that, like Lupe Fiasco. Um, like kick push right when I drop, I got that Middle East downstairs was way too small at the time for that show. Um, yeah. He was massive within, he was already massive. What yeah. happened was, yeah, what happened was is we booked him and it got rescheduled and it got rescheduled to after that, that single came out. So you got him for the low. <laughs> no comment. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, he made money. We all made money. You know? Right, right, right. They still make money. <laughs> they, oh. still make, they still make way more than I do. Um, <laughs> Trying to think who else did they get. Um, before they blew up, I think those are the big ones. There's probably others I'm forgetting. Um, there, there's got to be more, I forget. Those shows or tours. There's probably guys who were. Wiz awesome. Khalifa. I've done Wiz Khalifa. Oh. Ah, wow. Um, yeah. Easy. Mac Miller. I mean, I've done a lot of these guys uh, because that's what we were. The Middle East was the spot. Yeah. Before you jump was, up. Yeah. It's like the launch pad, you know, like when I even the first time I played there, I was like, yo, this is legendary. Cause like it's a who's who of who I've ever loved has played there. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's like a, it's like a jump off point, you know, for a lot of, it's a rite of passage, you know? Yeah. And it's also the coming back down passage. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna be real with you. We, I say it all the time. People, we'll like, wow! I go, yep. It will see you on the way down. <laughs> you quote me word for word, man. And on that note, <laughs> oh god, it's funny because it's true. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, <laughs> that's just a great way to end it, Rand. And uh, great way we'll, to- we'll talk soon, man. And uh, best of luck to you and your family. Absolutely appreciate you, bro. Take care, man. Peace. Peace.